daily game pace or my daily game pace or our daily game pace. Yes. It's your daily game pace. And I'm Dr. Kim Wynn, and I'm here with you on Wednesday, the 30th. What is today? It is the 30th, yes. Today is the 30th of March, 2022, and this year is flying by. It's a psychological phenomenon, though. It, as you get older, it feels like it goes faster. Why are you looking at me when you say that? Because <laughs> I'm looking directly at yes, you. Yeah. So, um, good morning. We should mention early that uh, next week's show is going to be at a different time. Yes. Next week's show will be Monday at noon on the 4th of April. Noonish. What do you mean noon-ish? Well, Ron's show ends at noon, so I need a couple minutes oh, to turn I'm everything sorry. around. So it's gonna and be you guys 12, are going to talk. It's going to be about 12.07. You guys are going to talk. Can you still sell tickets at that point? Yes. Okay, so you'll be selling tickets to him at that point. So we'll need a couple I'm minutes for a turnaround. to Ron. Yeah. Oh, at that at that juncture. Yeah. I imagine. Am I doing Ron's show next week? His one, his gross, grossed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ron, are you listening? Yeah. Am I doing his ghost chronicle show? No, I thought you were doing um, his, um, that's not next relation, week. his that's not next relationship week. advice show on the 13th. Yeah, but that's not next week. Yeah, no. That's the week after. He'd probably, he'd probably love to have you on the show if you oh. want to do the show. Well, I'm talking we about Monday. About I'm on Monday. I'm coming here on Monday, the 4th. Yes. So I go live Monday, the 4th. So next week, you will not have me on Wednesday. Not because of me this time, but because Lou will be in Ireland. I'll be on my way, yeah. He'll be on his on way Wednesday. to Ireland. Yeah. To good old Dublin. You're going to Dublin, right? No, I'm going to Belfast. Oh, well. Northern Ireland, right. actually. But yeah. It's really not the same, but nonetheless. What do good I thing, Good thing that I got. I was going to give you my little thing that I had when I went to Dublin and I'm glad I donated it to the library because you're not going to Dublin. So, okay. my daughter's wedding. Yeah, I know the photo op wedding. So oh. she's already been legally married. The photo op wedding. Yeah, nothing prettier. I well, I hope she doesn't have the fog I had when I was there, because <laughs> then the photo ops are going to be a little shabby. As you know. Oh, well, she's there several days, so she'll get a she'll, she'll, well, she'll get a get, day. She'll get some yeah. sun. Yep. Yes, I went to the Cliffs of Moher and I saw the barely could see the front of my hand close to my <laughs> face i could hear the puffins off in the distance so you went to a pub the day before it was beautiful the day yeah. after it was beautiful but yeah. the actual day i went to the cliffs of more not yeah, so much no. there was nothing i saw a castle but i almost fell into because i didn't see it coming at me <laughs> the castle yeah it was That's coming how at you thickly yeah. um yeah. it was rolled on in wow and then they have prehistoric willy mammoths over there that step out in the middle of the road when you're driving. So be careful when okay. you're driving on the other side of the road. I know. Because they are very teeny little, when you're going through the burn, they are little teeny roads. And they have lots of very prehistoric cattle that just step on out. You know me in big trips, so this is a bit of a challenge. Are you going to be okay? I'm, I'm perfectly fine flying into a city for a day or two. I, hopping around, that's fine. I actually kind of like it. Big trips like this, I don't know. Can you have a positive attitude? I have a positive attitude. About the whole thing. Okay, like, yes. It's going to be great. Okay. You're not going to... Thank God you're not flying anywhere near Ukraine. It's a good thing. Yep. Or Russia. It's a good thing. Yeah. Right? They better not come for the Northern Irish. That's for sure. Oh, God. It'll be more than they bargain for. Anything. You know, my tissue box, because this place is so inviting for my allergies is way over there so now i have to get up and i have to reach did you leave it no i should, probably What'd shouldn't do this on the air huh i probably shouldn't do this on the air but did you leave a tissue box in the bathroom last week no okay why because a tissue box showed up in the bathroom and no right why would i take the tissue box out of here i don't know that was kind of my question well that that would be weird uh, well i, I didn't do that uh, <laughs> and then you and the first person you go to blame is me why? Because I'm a female that's here? Because I'm, I'm a female. Oh, wow. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> blamed is a very couched word. <laughs> it's not what I did at all. Secondly, it had nothing to do with you being female. All right. Well, I made it into that. But yeah. no, I didn't bring the stupid box of tissues in. Maybe Ron did. Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe he needed extra tissue. There's like a, there's tissues in there. Anyway, regardless. So I have things to talk about. Mm -hmm. Because we have to talk about, first of all, people have asked me to talk about what well, we've been talking about, about narcissism and codependency, but in context of families and how to deal with families when you have it in it. Yeah. But, but first and foremost, I have a couple things on the list. I think it's a couple things. 
the Oscars <laughs> and the Academy <laughs> Awards. We have a little discussion to have about that. You on team fake or team real? You what? Are you on team fake or team real? Oh no, it was real. Yeah, I think it was real. Oh too. no, it was definitely real. Um, I'm on team real, and I'm on team that I have lots of opinions about. Um, I shouldn't say I have lots of personal opinions. I have lots of clinical thoughts. Um, because I've been asked a lot since Sunday mm -hmm. about what I think about what he did. Yeah. So he being, if people are not in the know. Uh, this is actually a psychological thing that could happen to anybody and, and so on and so forth. I will tell you right out of the gate. I do not know Will Smith. I do not know Chris Rock. I have seen Chris Rock perform in person. He is here live this weekend and he is sold out, especially now since of what happened on the weekend um, at the Wilbur Theater. I'm sure you can get a ticket or two scalped. I have no doubt. Uh, nonetheless, uh, the act of violence. Um, is quite the topic, especially with my clients this week um, so far, even though it's only day three in, um, and people asking me and writing me and asking me what I think. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, and it's not just females, it's, you know, men asking like, like, who, who does that? Who walks up in the middle of yeah. uh, live television and on a stage in front of millions of people and an open hand slap, he didn't even punch him. <laughs> He yeah, opened hands left him, which is I, see that's the thing. He didn't charge him and tackle him. It was well, let's well that thank God for that. Yeah, but the walk up to do it and the decision to make an open hand slap, this is what I've been thinking too. The decision to make an open hand slap, that was considered. There was a level of consideration. Premeditation. Premeditation. Right. Okay. We can call it whatever you want, but that's premeditated in my world of cognitive thinking and psychology. Mm -hmm. So so here's the thing. Um, first of all, we can all debate on whether or not the joke was funny or not, or what, you know, here's the thing. You are in the limelight of Hollywood mm -hmm. and jokes are part of the deal of those shows. You are the butt of them. Yep. You can be the butt of them and whatever. Now, whether or not I have no idea if Chris Rock knew she had alopecia. One of my best friends has alopecia. She does a beautiful job dealing with her alopecia. She and I did not talk about this yet, um, but I've seen her talk a little bit on her um, Snapchat about it. But um, the sensitivity of whether or not Jada Pinkett Smith is having an issue with it. I mean, I know she was on hours before talking about it and showing her head and she's got a line across of it, you know, in terms of how it's, it's, you know, it's probably one of the, the immune, the immune deficient mm -hmm. kinds that's happening to her. Um, there's lots of women who shave their head. There's lots of people who have alopecia. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Chris Rock knew that or not, regardless, it was in my onward looking opinion it was an innocuous run-of-the-mill joke that clearly had been pre-tested they pre-test they don't just come out and just chatter out like right they usually put these 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 things out prior they they do their skit they do their thing not necessarily to will or whatever but but i do know enough history behind what will smith was going through and has gone through um that he has a lot of he has a lot of stuff that sits in his in his narcissistic injury pool Ooh. we'll call it that okay um whether or not that's what other people would call it i don't know but he has enough injuries to that ego his reality manager over his lifetime of of growing up in a household where i believe there was some abuse towards his mother i believe he felt like he wasn't a good enough caretaker for her as per his report out in the world mm -hmm. um that um, I think that when the joke came out and he laughed and then saw Jada, because I've watched real over and over again, because I'm fascinated by the psychology of yeah. this whole incident and it flipped um, and she kind of chuckles, but then she rolls her eyes. Yep. I think he felt probably, I mean, I don't know. I can't say, I think he felt, I imagine what happened was that there was a triggered response in him that, Oh, I laugh, but I really should be protecting my wife. Um, also, I have a weird anger towards my wife and resentment because of the entanglements she's gotten in. That's what they call the affairs that happen that they've yep. allowed to happen in their marriage, which that's a whole nother piece. I think and, him and Chris Rock have a bit of a history. And he too. and Chris yeah. Rock have a bit of a little history. Yeah. Um, so there's all these pieces. And then, you know, here, here he is delayed getting up and then, then going up and just nonchalantly like, popping him in the face. Yep. Personally, I think Chris Rock handled it beautifully. Yep. I think Chris Rock 
I'm sure people will be like, well, Chris Rock shouldn't have said it. Okay. We can debate. Then they should have no, everything on those shows should be serious and no jokes at all. Because yeah. that's part of those, those shows are part of this, the shtick. They hire comedians, they hire Whoopi Goldberg, right. they hire Amy Schumer, they hire people who are going to be funny and make fun of the, the stars and the stars have to have some kind of, you know, backbone. I mean, he did not pick on alopecia. He picked on, he didn't pick on, he said, cause her head is, she's beautiful. Yeah. She's a beautiful woman. And she looks like GI Jane, just like, um, what's her face? Remember Demi Moore. Demi, Demi Moore. Moore yeah. And so I don't think, God, I don't think do I if, as an outsider looking in, had, had that not happened, I don't think it would have even registered with 99.9% of the people would have been like passed over. Yep. Um, Cause it was actually in a complimentary kind of way. Like she looks ready for that role. And, and by um, the way, her going bald. Yes. Is an acceptance of that to an extent, isn't it? If she were wearing a wig and he made a joke like that, first of all, it wouldn't have made any sense. But that would have been someone who has had her trouble dealing with it or is embarrassed or is struggling with it. It could be. But she's, you know, she's taking it head on. And and yeah. and I th and I think that's to the point. So I have several clients, plus my friend who's who has alopecia, who choose not to wear wigs because they're very comfortable in at one educating um people on yep. alopecia, educating on um just the autoimmune disorder of alopecia, and then just being very happy with who they are and who they look like and embracing that. They've they all the people I know who have it and who've had it have gone through the wig phase and they just have chosen not to because they have become accepting yep. and fine with who they are. Yeah. Because it's it, they're beautiful. Um but I think that this two parts, I think that whether or not there was an intention of Chris Rock to go after her because she has alopecia and it was being mean, I don't know. It didn't feel that way. No. It felt like it was just a, a joke about she's ready for the role. I think that the bigger issue here from a clinical perspective is the disappointment that I see in Will Smith and giving so much food food for fodder on this on this issue. But violence i mean he was violently handling something that could have just been easily handled you know talk about narcissism getting in the way yeah ego injury something off air as soon as they went down he could have walked up to the edge of the stage and said hey poor poor taste can you not do that can you apologize to my wife anything yeah instead he's you know mouthing off and f-bombing and i think that everyone thought it was a joke until the censors caught up with it but they caught up with it two f-bombs too late yeah before they realized that you know keep your effing blah 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 out of your you know mouth if and, it were fake he deserved another oscar right then and there well right because, <laughs> yeah. right because it and, seemed really real and, 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 it, and it clearly i mean clearly it was yeah. he's come out he's now apologized mm. Um, which he should have. Um, I don't. I don't personally think that Chris Rock has anything to apologize for. But he did apologize. Yep. He actually went up, from what I hear from people I know that were there at the Oscars. So he, they said that he did walk up to the edge of the stage and tried to talk to them on break, mm -hmm. and he tried to like say no harm, no foul, wasn't meant anything by it, and there was not any acceptance of that. Yeah. So. You know, whether that gets reported out in the world, I have no idea if, if anyone's even said that. I know Denzel Washington took him aside and said, you know, essentially something about, you know, once you let the demons in, yeah, you have to be very careful. Um, so clearly people are watching for the fact that, you know, there was that piece. Um, Serena, Serena Venus Williams' dad came out very disappointed in Will Smith for his behavior and that that's not a representation of who he felt he was. Um and it's hard because what a what a you know here we are saying like that was really violent and then you get a standing ovation for winning you know 35 minutes later for the Oscar yeah but it really gets overshadowed with um, the fact that he hit somebody for something that really words use your words I mean talk about going back to kindergarten it's like yeah. use your words I mean it was not it was not worthy of being hitting um, and swearing and losing your mind so. You know, I know he said that, you know, love does crazy things. Okay. But we still have to stay contained mm -hmm. and we don't hit people because we don't like what someone says because people say mean things or things all the time about people. And then everyone would be going around hitting everybody. Um, so it's not a Pollyanna view. It's about really like, you got a lot of people watching and that's your, your, your legacy yeah. is now that you were the one that punched and, and he's been 
known recently to have much more angst. Now, the reason why I'm talking about is I follow a lot of stuff, what happens in Hollywood. You know, I do this, I'm doing my project that's coming out of Hollywood and all that stuff. And I know just kind of always had an interest in it from being in the acting world. And so I, and I've grown up with Fresh Prince and, you know, earlier. He's made jokes in the past. They found real of him actually making jokes about bald men that, so it's like karma. It's come around. I think he, he had a little unhinged moment and and forgiveness can be there. Obviously I think that Jada, Jada could have done whatever she needed to do and taken it up with Chris as well. But I think the violence just needs not to be there. We have enough, we have enough people hating on people on a daily that we don't need an entire world of sea of people watching someone punch somebody or open hand slap, which goes back to that premeditation. Usually if someone's reactive and they're just angry, it's a punch you have to actively premeditate that you're going to open hand yeah. slap someone. The whole thing, it's funny because I almost sent you this article, but I didn't know we were going to talk about it. And I've, on my newsfeed, I got a couple of psycho- psychology-based uh, uh, publications going right. on. And someone had wrote a piece that um, his apology that he put out, his text apology that he put out was a masterclass in apologies. Yes. And the way they described the incident was, and I forget the exact term, but, and they gave it two terms, but one of which was an amygdala hijack. Yeah. Like it, he just was taken over at that well, point. Yeah. It snapped, it snapped his flight or fight or flight, right? right. The amygdala. Fight, flight, or in what I've been recently, yes. recently fight, flight or freeze. Yes. And he just decided to fight. But again, that's kind of, and I'm fine. I accept that, but it's kind of, belied by the fact that he strolled up to him yeah. and did the open hand punch a fight or flight someone who's just triggered just takes him down right just, like you said throws a close-handed punch and just comes up and just tackles him. well and that was the interesting thing that i was I talking think of the deliberateness of getting out of that seat and going on the stage in the middle of a live broadcast and he and it was a delayed get up it was yeah he he laughed about the joke yep then he looked over at his wife who did laugh mm-hmm. and then she rolled her eyes. I kept watching yeah. to see, you know, like how long the delay was. And then it's almost like it hit him that, wait a second, I'm supposed to protect her. And it snapped. And he just very calmly almost, well, you would think it's a weird thing, but this isn't actually that unusual that if you go into some sort of like a little bit of fugue state, he didn't really go into a fugue state, but that's the closest I can link to it. It's kind of like you go numb. Mm-hmm. And so it's that freeze. Yeah. Like you go and you just, cause you're so in disbelief, but you have to, you, he, he might have felt compelled that he had to protect her. So he went up and just hit him yep. and, and then walked away because he does it. He walks away. doesn't say anything until he gets it back to his seat. Yes. That's another part of this. So the, he gets back to the seat. The vocalization Rock of it. is saying yeah. to him like, Oh, well, like, uh, well, that's the something that just happened, you know, and all of a sudden he starts going verbally in a different way than was di- than the, than right. the hit. It was, that was the, the attack was the verbal, like keep your, my effing yeah. wife's name out of your mouth it, twice. And then he's like going and going and, you know, and now you got all these people around Will Smith saying like, stop. Cause it's like he couldn't regulate himself back in to get it together. So it's a very interesting phenomenon. I know yeah. people are probably like, why are we talking about this? But this is about a health and wellness issues. This happens to, this is like road rage. People are just in the middle of doing their thing. And all of a sudden, this is the kind of thing that happens that ends up getting someone shot mm-hmm. or, or, you know, baseball batted on, on the road is it's just something really innocuous that you don't even realize. And all of a sudden, boom, it's on. Um, it, it's funny. I always scary. describe, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Bill Burr, the comedian. I love Bill Burr. Yeah. Uh, He's I always, one of my favorite Boston comedians. I always say, and I used to say it about Lewis Black too. I used to say, that's what's happening inside my head all the time. Uh-huh. And this was an example of dysregulation. Yes. Because we all go through this on a daily basis. Yes. We get into these situations, and but, but we don't go up and smack somebody. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It, I mean, people have emotional dysregulation all the time. And that's part of like maturing and coming into wisdom is that when you have emotional content that triggers you, you have to figure out what you do to channel it. And there's a million different things along that continuum of how to really channel that. But to, you know, there's think about this, the consequences of this were all self-destructive. Yep. 
there was no positive outcome for him on this. I don't think so. I personally don't think so. I know. And I don't feel he's at peace with it at all. I don't think he felt like, okay, I defended my wife. I don't think he takes any solace in that at all. I think, I think this is all. Well, he has not said anything. He has not come out and added any part of that to. No, but I mean, you're doing this for a positive outcome. You're doing this to change something. You're doing this for whatever reason, in his mind, protecting his wife. But I doubt he feels any benefit from that. This has all been self-destructive. Well, and I think it's it's such an unfortunate, it's tainted his his Oscar, clearly, because I he he won an Oscar. So what? Yeah. What what a waste, because you know should have been one of the biggest nights of his life it should have been one of the big it, it well it was a big night in his life no yeah. ever it will go down in infamy yeah. it yeah. will for the wrong reasons and and for chris rock i mean not for nothing it's certainly going to boost his career i mean he's famous anyway when he has a great stand-up shtick and he's really funny I, i've seen him and they had a helicopter shot of him arriving at his hotel in boston this morning oh did I, they yeah oh well there we go they, so they, he's they, already they dispatched a helicopter uh, because it's big news right well and and he's it's and uh, it will be interesting to see it's i don't think it's because he i don't think he won't talk about it it will be interesting to see how he talks about it yeah um because he has every right to talk about it um in my opinion he may be told that he shouldn't be talking about it but um he he said no he didn't want to press charges i mean yeah i thought he was very gracious and i thought you know he you know, and he even said on you know on air like it was just a joke. It was not meant for this to happen. Okay, I've been in media for thirty plus years, and I've watched media for even longer. Is that the most awkward moment you've ever seen? After that, with him on stage, him standing there on stage at the Oscars after that moment, I mean, it felt I felt so much um, empathy and pain for him. Yeah um because it was you could see it hurt him it hurt his feelings because he didn't have the uh you can tell at least from an empath and watching right he didn't have the intent to hurt her or to hurt him and it was just it was just rolling with the flow of just being funny i mean if he had i think if he had picked on her and said something about alopecia that's totally different he complimented her like and jada you're ready for the role of gi jane because her she looked perfect for gi jane and it's almost it's almost a compliment in that they were a couple that had enough stature at that oscars to be mentioned in the speech right Right? and and they're in the front row which tells you something as well yeah because you only make the front row when you're a-listers right so he handled that so well first of all just taking the hit and he did it in a way that i'm I'm not going to respond yeah he, yeah, he didn't. And he's like, well, that was, I can't remember how he did it. And then he did get a little tongue tied because he was then went into the thing about being a document doc. We're here for yeah, a little bit, but, a little bit, but he, what are you he gonna composed, do? but yeah. you see him afterwards just completely like you could, you can see the hurt in him. That, but he didn't even raise his hands in defense. He did. There was no physical retribution to this at all. Nope. And again, I think they're, I think they are quote unquote friends. They certainly have a relationship. So well, the, I mean, yes. And I know that there's been a little bit of stuff here and there, but I think at the end of the day, this, you know, coming down to talking about people who, who go to violence or go to anger quickly. Um, you know, I know that in talking with a couple of colleagues since then, yesterday, et cetera, the quick rage response in, internally of the def- needing to defend and the snap, the quick snap in your brain of, of not thinking, just engaging and just going at someone. But there was that difference of, there was a premeditation there of, I could, you know, you would expect if you said something and you were defending someone, you just walk up and punch them kind of thing. It's yeah. not, but he open hand slapped. But my it, question was so, about- it was so controlled. I have to tell you that my, my, <laughs> we had debate in my house mm-hmm. because John said, well, if anyone ever said something like that about you, I would, I'm like, no, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. I'm like, no, you wouldn't. I'm like, you would not make a public display of something like that. I'm like, I just know you wouldn't. But, you know, he had to be like, yes, I would. I'm like, you wouldn't because I just know you. That I'm like, look at tape. I'm like making him watch tape. Yeah. I'm like, there was a delay. It wasn't like he said something and he was like, ah, punch. It was delay, laugh, get a cue from my wife. Now my wife, who's you know, we're on the outs and ins on because I allow my wife to have these entanglement affairs, Mm -hmm. which I don't really like. 
and I'm angry and resentful. And I've got all this other stuff built up in my head about like anger about, I never protected my mom as much as I thought I should for her abuse that she took. And I think it was a perfect storm of, uh Oh, for him and unfortunate. So I don't want to belabor the point, but John would do what I would do. You'd make it a point to express your displeasure. Right. Not, not during the course of the live broadcast, but at some point afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it would have been words like, hey, yeah. don't ever say that about my wife again or something like that. It wouldn't have been a punch. But here's my question about this. This is seemingly totally out of the blue. In other words, we don't have a history. Uh, you can tell me if I'm wrong. We don't have a history of Will Smith physically uh, responding uh-uh. or losing it like this. So no it, it's fascinating in that this it happened here. It happened on the biggest stage. And it happened in this particular event for this particular reason. Right. It almost feels like, and you're a psychologist, especially when you're dealing with couples, or you're dealing with any conflict. Right. It's the last straw. It's right. not, this wasn't, this didn't happen in that instant. Right. Well, well, that's why I'm saying there's, yeah. there was some, uh, there's some accumulated something yeah. that led, that wasn't just because Chris Rock said what he said. There right. was an accumulated set of events. And I, and I do, and even, so two things. I watched an interview with his mom and his mom said she was floored. She said she's never seen her son do anything like that in her life. So I watched her mom, his mom. And then the other piece was watching other psychologists who are out there in Hollywood talking about similar, how I was talking about it, that the the accumulated effect of, of, of marital issues that have recently gone on that he's actively talked about. And you've seen recent, the only the only predictor here was that in a, in the last few clearly I spent a lot of time watching this <laughs> yesterday uh, the, in the last few interviews he's done um, he's got some resentment seriously towards Jada's extramarital activities that he's allowed yeah and and they call them entanglements and they joke about it and I don't think even though they joke about it I don't think he's really okay with it and I think that. Um, it's emasculating. Yeah, and, and that right, yeah. and so, and there's so much about the emasculation that is part of that punch the other night as yeah. well. And Chris going that, after his wife is another emasculation, right? Because you don't do that to, you, in theory, you don't do that to a man you respect. Exactly. But I mean, again, exactly, they're friends. It was an Oscar. It wasn't particularly vicious. Right. And, and it's, and it's, um, again, it almost, it almost felt to me like a sign of respect and affection. It's like, you know, we're friends. I can get, I can do this joke because we're friends and you're, that's, I mean, that's what, I mean, it was so innocuous to me. That's why I was so surprised. And that's why I think so many people initially were like, oh, it's scripted. Even from what you hear, the, the control room thought it was scripted until, they said that they got into the two f bomb drops, and, yes. then this, and then they were realizing, oh, we have to go on a longer. If those delay hadn't happened, stop. Yeah. If those hadn't happened, you could see it might have been personally staged, right? It, 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 again, right. Chris Ross is Chris Rock's reaction was unusual in that he didn't he retreat. Calm. He didn't, yeah, very calm. He didn't retreat. He didn't even raise his hands in defense. He just took the slap yep. and didn't go back after it, right? Yeah. And he didn't press charges and yeah. he went up afterwards and you see him being like, no harm, no foul. That was yeah. not, and they wouldn't respond to him. So yeah. anyway, th- my point of talking about it in, in general is that social media and watching people that are influencers, whether it's online or whether it's on television or whatever, and people are looking up to this was, this was poor Poor sportsmanship, so so to speak. This was in bad form. Yep. And violence is not, you know, it's not to be Pollyanna because, but it, there's no reason to have to hit someone because of something misunderstanding. I shouldn't have said that. I was a joke. I'm so sorry. Like, imagine how many times people joke and you get punched for it. Yeah. So the violence piece is just not acceptable. And um, and I think to to Will Smith's quote yesterday i think he i believe he said um it's not representative of the man who he wants to be um and rightfully so it shouldn't be because that's it was such a disappointment um to see that and um and 
from a clinical perspective, I'm feeling compassion for him. I feel compassion for Chris Rock too, for a different reason. Yeah. I feel compassion for him because I think he's struggling. Yeah. Um, and I think he's suffering in his marriage. Don't know, but I would imagine there's stuff going on there that's that's queuing this up. And so hopefully he gets help and and you know and, and not even help because he need, it's not like he needs to go inpatient. I think he just needs some support. And I, need, I think he needs some friends around him to say, hey, you know, maybe your relationship with Jada is a little bit too much for you. Yeah. Um, and and her in your approving of her extramarital affairs and all this stuff that's been out in the news. Like you can't expect that that all be out the news and then have a comedian who's one of the best comedians in the world not make a joke about something. Yeah. You're asking for it. And I don't want to put myself in a position of defending violence. Right. And that's not what I'm doing. I'm trying to open a discussion here. The open hand slap is significant. Yes. It's, very. A, it's a demonstration. It strikes me as no pun intended. It, it strikes me as a demonstration of displeasure without violence. It's almost it's I don't know. Is it violent? Is well, an open it, hand slap a man to a man is an open hand slap. Well, anything, anything that's going to be anything that's going to be hand to hand is going to be considered violent. Yeah, And he didn't continue. It's assault. There was, it's, it's assault. I, yes. At the end of the day, it's assault. Yes, it is. Yeah. My my clinical difference between the closed punch and the open hand is the closed would have been reactive. The open hand punch, the open hand slap to me is a premeditated, even more disrespect to you, so that I'm actually going to disrespect you harder because I'm going to oh, you know, slap bitch, I'm going to bitch yeah. slap you yep. because you know, and I'm doing it with knowledge that I'm doing that, like because he didn't just run up on the stage and punch right. him. Yeah which is what you would expect. And that's what people were asking me about yesterday is like, well, you know, what's the difference between, I'm like, he was angry, but it was like a controlled rage because he knew exactly what he was doing yeah. in my clinical opinion. And it was the one and done. Yeah. It he wasn't didn't even like, go back yeah, for a second and slap he, or anything. And, right. And it was so unexpected. It hit him so hard that I think it was like disorienting to Chris. Yeah. Cause that's why he, he didn't, it took him a second to come yeah. back. So, but good, good for Chris Rock. I mean, I, you know, but you he, talk hasn't about, come out, he hasn't come out and said anything negative. He hasn't said, he's just been like, you know, not, not as circus, not as monkeys kind of thing. And yep. he yep. let it, he, from what I've seen and what I've heard, he's let it ride. We're going to get to the family subject. This is fascinating in that this played out <clears throat> in public. Yep. And most of our family struggles play out, quote unquote, in public, in our public, usually right. at Thanksgiving or, <laughs> or, you know, a wedding or. Well, that, that's to the yeah. point of the show too, is yeah. now it tied in perfectly with the narcissism and people and, and, and how families get into these dynamics and, 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 you know, you would think any run of the mill family, you know, that they don't have this stuff. I hear stories about these things what? happening behind closed doors with people at, at family parties. I think more families than not have this stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Of people, you know, getting up, throw, tossing a table, throwing a coffee, throwing an alcoholic beverage at someone. Um, because the offense, them. it's accumulation of offenses, and there's an offense right. that happens in the public, right, with a group of family around, right, and so the response is intensified because it's a it's a tipping point, right, yeah, and and so so to the health and wellness point of you know how do you stay healthy and well, you have to really maintain emotional regulation here, and. I, I heard a lot of people, and this I think this is a cop out, but a lot of people were blaming it on the pandemic has made people that no no no, no. there's no, no the you the, that's no no, yeah, <laughs> there, that, no let's just no it's not because of the pandemic it's there's no reason that can qualify you to be violent or assault someone or to be even verbally abusive to somebody because you decide that that's what you're going to do and emotionally dysregulate and not keep yourself in check when something's going on. If you have, if you can't pull it together, you mm -hmm. better figure out how to, or keep your mouth shut because all you're doing is more damage. And when you're not in a public spot, like we're not, well, we are, but when you're not out in the world and mm -hmm. you're just, you're going to family dinners and you're doing these things, I mean, the damage that gets done. This is why families don't stay together. This is why families don't want to go to see each other at holidays. This, this is the reason because this kind of stuff happens because people start talking about all these things. Oh, we have comments. I have to see. First of all, good morning to all the people that have said hello. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, good morning to Joe and to Kate and to Cam from Wellness Class. Oh God, you guys should be doing class. <laughs> um, and then 
copycats at com at comedy clubs. Oh, I hope that that doesn't happen. If that's what he's talking about, that they'll be like they'll walk up to yeah. Chris Rock and hit him. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> that would be bad. No, that would not be good. No, I'm, I'm not sure if your if your friend is meaning that, but um, hopefully here in Boston, I would imagine Chris Rock is going to get a lot of a lot of love. Yeah, and I don't think there's going to be a negative. A lot of times when a personality does something, it kind of gives license to everybody else to follow along, especially somebody who's liked and admired. But I don't think this is going to be the case in this instance because this was generally denounced. Right. I don't, I don't know anyone who there are people like you and me who have a certain empathy right. for him. And, uh, you know, right. And I'm not willing to hang him for no. it. But uh, uh, there's not there's no positive responses. No one said, well, yeah, good thing is like I have right. The compassion I don't think and so, empathy anyway. for yeah. what he but there's there, the justification the you know the crime and the punishment were so far apart from each other and you know and i just wish for him to have him being will smith to do whatever he needs to do to get himself together and hopefully he can mend some fences with chris rock and if not then they don't then they just stay away from each other but I, I have all the all kudos to chris rock for you know i saw people being like chris rock should never have said that he should have known she was sensitive those jokes got tested prior she knew that was coming. She had spoken online on her own TikTok feed right prior to the Oscars that night about alopecia and being proud of it and all these things. Mm -hmm. So it, it flies in the face of a lot of that. So for people to come down on, well, Chris Rock should have known better. I mean, half the jokes, like Whoopi Goldberg makes jokes and people will say, th I mean, people just Plus, say, by things. the way, even if you buy into that to some degree, there's proportioned response, right? And this was a disproportionate response, right? Right. You know, if, if you feel he shouldn't have made the joke again, Will Smith afterwards, even a public statement, it's like, you know, right. not not really appropriate, not cool. Right. Yeah. Right. And then you and you walk it back. And you're like, uh, yeah, it was in public. And, you know, yeah. we, we all say things sometimes like, Ooh, whoops. But the <laughs> takeaway here that people people in their um, neutral state right now, yes. the takeaway here is Will Smith did nothing positive for himself or his wife. And this was all this was all rebounded on him. It was all self-destructive. <clears throat> so giving into these, it's a lesson learned that giving into these feelings to that extent is just hurting you. Right. Yeah. And what a what a in my head, if I you know, I play it out as you know, I do it like what a wonderful way he could have then taken that win. Mm -hmm. Not done that whole episode, taken the win, and then when he got up on stage, said you know, I know that there was a joke about, you know, my wife and yeah. her hair, but just, you know, bringing awareness to alopecia, yeah. like he could have used this as such a great launching pad for this autoimmune disorder that happens to people Which around would have been their positive hair and how, yeah. you know, it could have been just handled so much better. But yeah. nonetheless, you know, hindsight. But it was an amygdala hijack. Oh, I'm trying to remember I, that I, term And I love that term. It was, but you know, um, it'll be interesting because the Academy of um, the Academy uh, of uh, music, music of movies and screen actors and everyone, they're all getting together because I think they're going to sanction him. Will Smith. I think they're going to, I don't think, I mean, I don't think you should have his Oscar taken away. I mean, that's secondary, Yeah. but I think they're going to sanction him. Either they're going to fine him or they're, I mean, Oh. which in his, in, I, am, I mean, I have no credibility for the Academy of motion pictures, but that's a whole nother story, but, and this is all PR and I know, yeah, I know we're anti-violence. We got to show we're anti-violence and we got to take a strong stand. We really don't care because you know, it's helped promote our well, product. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, so we're actually happy about it, but we're going to make it look like we're upset about it. But I think in the culture of like trying to teach kids and it, you know, you know, there's lots of, there's a lot of cultural social cultural things happening here that they yeah. have to address <clears throat> for so many people that watch the and I, I think an important part about this too is i mean that that's a violent example and it's a very public example and sometimes in family situations we get really whether it's verbally violent or violent responses there there you every family has stories of something that went on at some gathering yes. somewhere right yes and those you know those are obviously bad but i think people have to learn the lesson of letting go of these feelings at right. the point where they're no longer useful to you. Right. It just and whether it be road rage <laughs> or whether you're upset with your partner for something and you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna do anything, nothing's gonna change, or you know, it's just why are you hanging on to this? It's just right. it's only hurting you. 
Right. Right. And if you're really hanging on to something like that and you have those, those injuries to your soul, so to speak, mm-hmm. you, what, what are you going to do with them? Because eventually they're going to come out like this. Right. And so, and in the meantime, though, they're going to drag you down. They're going right. to wear on well, you. They weigh on you. Yeah. Right. Cause you, you pull them around with, you know, the, the mental energy that goes into holding on to these things and, and having to constantly dodge them emotionally. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. Yeah. And oftentimes it's a situation where they're, it either can't be fixed or you have no control over fixing it or, you know, the joke was told. Right. Will Smith's response. Could, as you said, there were a number of positive ways to respond to this that would have been beneficial for everybody. Right. Yeah. And but he, right. cho- you know, he chose. He get, was overwhelmed by this and, and chose the poorest response that did nobody any good. Right. Except for Chris Rock. Right. Well, and exactly. Yeah. Well, it's help is going to help Chris Rock. Yeah. People think it's going to help Will Smith too. I don't think so. No. How? I don't I'm, think it's going to. Again, help Will I don't Smith think anybody's. This is the debate I was having with John last night. And people like, are empathetic with him. Some all. are empathetic with him, but nobody's sympathetic. That's like him. what's his name, Michael Richards, when he was he did all he went on the anti-Semitic rant, and same with um, what's his name, um, you know, Mel Gibson. Yeah. Ever, ever since then, you don't see them in anything. I've never heard the Michael Richards. I mean, I know it happened, but again, and that's something Kramer, I wouldn't go search. Kramer out. from yeah. Seinfeld went off on. Yeah. Right. I mean, so I'm maybe Will Smith will be different, but I think that it's going to be. We'll see. We'll uh, see I, I think you'll be lucky if he gets back to neutral, which is possible he, because he's a likable guy. Well, he. I mean, well, yeah, yeah. And, and it and people are probably going to see this as a one-off, but yeah, and especially the fact that if. We'll see what Chris Rock does with it, because Chris Rock has said no harm, no foul, and didn't press charges. That's a big man. Yeah. You know, like, he took it in stride. So, yeah. anyway, <laughs> so so staying along the lines of, of uh, well, I wasn't going to talk about narcissism this week. I was, I was going to talk about other pieces of what people think are um, personality disorders, but that kind of leads into antisocial personality disorder, but I'm not going (laughs) to talk about sociopathic behavior and so on. But um, I was going to talk about just how to handle it when you have stuff that comes up in families. So here's, here's a great example, right? It's not necessarily family, but um, when you have narcissism or you have codependency and all the things I've been talking about over the past five or six weeks, <clears throat> come up in families it's it, it's more significant um it it it's it lives in homes more significantly i think than people realize mm-hmm. because people are so used to what it is that they don't realize that this is what it is it's it's a narcissism it's a it's an entitlement to treat someone poorly yep. um there's so much on um people keep asking me to define gaslighting, you know, you know, obviously gaslighting is pouring more fuel into a fire that's already burning to make it bigger. Um, but when we talk about gaslighting, it's that emotional abuse and people are like, oh, emotional abuse. I mean, just cause I'm telling the truth about something cause it upset me. There's ways to talk to people in your family about how something makes you feel and, and not, manipulate them out of a coping strategy or maneuver them into a position to make them feel as though they have done something. So it's, if I say to you, you hurt my feelings when you said that Lou. Like you did when you walked in today. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't the first thing I said. You had the door shut. Nonetheless, the, when you, when you say I, you know, you hurt my feelings, Lou, when you said that, or when you did that, the healthy response, obviously, from you is, oh, God, Kim, I didn't mean to do that. That's not what my intention was. I meant to say, or oh, this is what I meant by it. Like, yeah. That's right. That doesn't always happen, and it happens much more rare than we realize. It's it, You often get people who are so automatically trained into defending themselves because they, they feel narcissistically hurt when you say, hey, by the way, you did something that hurt me. Ugh, that's like, yeah. Ugh. So. You, your, your first rule of thumb is to get people out of the defensive mode. So if I say, Lou, that hurt my feelings. And is if you then come back with, well, yeah, but you blah, 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 yeah. which is usually a response, you yep. know, but you did blah, 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 or you did this, or, and it deflects it away from what you've just said. You, you come up with one response typically to these things that you say over and over like a broken record so that what you're trying to do is you're trying to deflect and pull 
the escalation of the situation down. Mm-hmm. One, if you haven't been heard, which is, Lou, you hurt my feelings. And then now you've turned it on me and said, well, yeah, but you did this and that's why. So well, it's, the classic is you hurt me. And the response is, why are you so dramatic? Yeah. In other words, we've taken it away. Or we've taken it away from the incident chill. and turn the blame back onto you. Right. As so it's like when someone's telling yeah. you, okay, chill out, you yeah. need to chill. You're overly sensitive. Your response can get really angry, which we all go to those things, especially when it's disrespectful and, you know, and it can come from kids and whatever, yeah. but your response can be, it's unfortunate that you feel that way hmm. from like when you give me the negative response, it's unfortunate that you feel that way. It's unfortunate that you feel like you can't validate my feelings. So you stay with the one sentence, but you pick one, mm-hmm. one, because you never have to emotionally engage the content of the back and forth and the back and forth, which is the whole point is narcissists will try to, and gaslighters will try to turn the information back on you so that it turns into something that it wasn't. Right. And you can say, I understand that you're talking about that, uh, that you did that because of that, but we're not talking about that right now. What we're talking about is that you hurt my feelings when you said this. Mm-hmm. And then if you say, well, yeah, but you did this yesterday and this is what really, I understand that. But right now I'm just telling you that you hurt my feelings. So you stay to the one thing mm-hmm. so that you don't keep engaging. Cause what happens you go down this rat hole yep. um, into this thing that turns into, you're not talking about the thing that really happened. Now you're talking about something that you're now defending yourself on that wasn't even the thing in the first place because the narcissism has gotten from the other person is so deeply rooted. It knows how to fire up and gaslight you so that you will end up in the position of self-doubt. Oh, did I do that to that person? wait a second, I'm the one that had hurt feelings and now I'm the one yep. that's to blame. So it's really um, quite insidious and it's it's it creeps on in there really quickly. And then the next thing you know, you're under fire and you're like, wait a second, this yep. turned on me really quick. Um, so being so what able- happens is what the person wants to happen is that you realize there's no benefit in bringing up a problem. Right. Because it always gets turned back on you. Your, your faults tend to be highlighted or... It's like I can be mad about this or I can be mad about this and speak about it and then get get in trouble for it. Right. And so I'll just choose the easiest path and just be mad about it on my own. (laughs) Right. Which does what for anybody? Nothing. Right. So 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 I'm not of the mind of not bringing it up. But I so so the second piece. So no defensiveness, which is staying in that one phrase Mm. to come back with. And then the second piece is. Um, of course I just lost it in my head is not, not engaging, um, a secondary piece of information. We are not talking about that right now. Yeah. That's not what I brought up. If, if we can't talk about that, I guess we won't be able to talk about anything at all right now. And then you close it down, which is really hard for people because people like to have closure and resolve and people feel that if it's not resolved right away, but a good, a good, air quote, a good narcissist and a good gaslighter doesn't want resolve. They want to perpetuate it because it fills their cup up. And the chaos, the, the um, amount of uh, emotional dysregulation it brings actually fills up the person's emotional cup because it gives them a charge. It's, yeah. it's that battery charge that is so mind-blowing to so many people that why would someone do that to someone? Yep. And I see that with parents do that to kids a lot and kids learn how to do that from their parents. Yep. And then they become parents who do that to their kids and so on and so forth. Um, Cause parents are getting, some parents are getting beat up so much in the world that they right. take the opportunity to have control over an, an, an engagement control over a relationship. And, you know, it, 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 it gives them control where they have no control elsewhere. Right. Yeah. And, and, and people, people often ask me like, well, if so-and-so says this to me, I just, I'm just not going to have any response at all. And I say, well, you can have no response, but make sure you check in with, are you having no response because you're becoming passive and submissive to it, which is a form of control and it's a form of gaslighting Mm -hmm. and, and because you're afraid or are you having nothing to say 
because you know that you're actively saying, I'm not going to engage this. Very different outcomes for you emotionally. Um, and and if you're going in, a uh, great example of this over and over again is if you're going into a conversation with someone in an effort and hope to change them, mm-hmm. you're going to get emotionally annihilated. Yep. So if I come to you and say, you hurt my feelings, you emotionally annihilate me, and I'm expecting that somehow you're going to change and say, oh, God, Kim, I'm so sorry, which would be the right response, right? Right. Um, if you're expecting there to be a change and you have that, you're the hopeaholic that is waiting for something that's never going to happen. And that expectation is way too high, which is going to lead to that failure disappointment and then the reboot of you being lower in self-esteem and low self-doubt or high self-doubt while the other person's feeding off of it off the chaos that they know they're creating in you so if we go back to the example of will smith going back to will smith and and chris rock right chris rock's lack of response didn't fill up the cup and you see that and i i think this is such a perfect example of the, the narcissistic cup did not get filled up because Chris Rock did not engage him when he started right. F-bombing and yelling at him. All he said was, I won't, I won't do that. He validated his experience by saying, I won't say, I won't say that it was a joke. I won't say that again. So that's the same, same kind of information as, as giving out the, um, information to your family members. I'm not going to fill your cup up with the chaos that's coming because all it's going to do is perpetuate it. And it's going to make me feel awful. And somehow I'm going to walk away being the bad person or the bad guy or the person who you're going to now be the one that's being talked about. Um, uh, Natasha just said she likes the new term hopeaholic. So mm-hmm. Natasha, um, I use the term hopeaholic a lot when I talk about um, anything having to do with having to let go of the hope of having to change somebody. If you're going into a conversation or you're going into a family event, I often use this for families, and your hope is that you're going to have a conversation because it's going to change that person and it's going to make them see your point and they're going to understand you. You're hopeaholic. You're always hoping that they're going to be changing. And the thing is, is that oftentimes more, more often than not, you have to let go of the hope that they're going to change. doesn't mean you let go of the hope of having a relationship, but you have to let go of the hope that they're going to change, or you have to lower the bar to the level of more reasonableness to meet the need of that person. Cause most of the time people can't, well, everybody has the capability to meet the need but many people lack the capacity, very different. They lack the capacity to actually be able to um, meet your need and well, to, to satisfy that you actually, you, you, you have a valid point or that you would ever. So the um, hope of change and the effect of trying to change somebody else is externalizing your happiness and peace, right. which never works out. Right. Never, ever. You know, it's basically, you have to deal with your response to it because you can't change people. If, if your worth is uh, so tied up in making this person see the light, see right. your position, see, right. and your position may be perfectly valid. Right. But if your external, your internal worth is based, based on, on changing their point of view, you're going to be disappointed over and over and over again. And that's, and that's, and so that's part of being gaslit. Yeah. Because you, and, and I call that self gaslighting because what happens is, is you get trained the the narcissist trains you into that position by gaslighting you and then you get into that position and what you just said then becomes you self-perpetuate the gaslight yourself so if you grow up in a gaslighting family which many people do and then you go out on your own you will gaslight yourself not only in your relationships that you find but you will do it to yourself because in lieu of them being there to do it for you, you'll do it yourself. The narcissist has gaslit you twice because yes. they've gaslit you the first time with they adore you and they love you and they respect you and all right. that. And then when you try to change them, what you're thinking is they change their behavior. I can change them back. Right. Make them see the light. Right. 
Well, the fact is they didn't see it the first time. They didn't, and, right. Because yeah. they were too busy love bombing you and yep. doing all these things to charm you into making sure that they had gotten you into a space where now they could control the situation. And then you think you can change them back to what they were. And they right. never were that in the first place. Right. That was a facade yeah. to get you to be in the place to fill their cup up. Because the goal is, and it's not conscious. People often say people do that on purpose sometimes, but more often than not, they're trained it yep. becomes an automatic response and now they're training you and then so on and so forth. So it gets passed. Um, well, the narcissist is putting on a show Yep. and you respond to the show and you're affectionately close and emotionally yes. close. And then the longer you see them and the more you see them, the more the faults get exposed and they have, they can't deal with that. Right. They don't want you to see the faults. They want you to see the show. Right. But it, that's impossible over a long-term relationship. You're just going to see into things. Well, because over a long-term relationship, it gets exhausting. Right. And then you, you had, that's where the hopeaholic, that's where you have to let go of the hope that this is going to change because the, I had, I had a. Because they can maintain the flying monkeys, the people around them, because yes. they go, to, you know, they go to the bar or, or hang out with friends occasionally. Right. So they're not in close enough to see the faults all the time. They just think this, see this gregarious person. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So they don't get the look behind the curtain. You do because you're with them all the time. All the time. And and so people don't see what you see because you, yep. yes. It, and at the point you can see that you're, uh, you're injuring their self image, which is the one they want to present. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that becomes so, um, oh, it's so insidious and yeah. it's, it, it's, it becomes so disheartening. And the, I think a lot of relationships whether they're not married or married they this is where they they break down yep. is in these pieces because i think there's more often than not that bar is set so high for the other person to meet it and this is one of the one of the factors that gets in the way because right. you end up having and i was going to say this a second ago is i had i had a colleague once tell me that you know we have to have we have to have our our clients lower their bar that sat with me very poorly. Um, lower that bar. They, we have to let, yeah, she, she, well, she, she essentially said, you have to lower your expectations. And I said, I, I remember very, I had a visceral reaction to it. And I said, I don't want anyone to ever have to lower their expectations to sacrifice their integrity for something that is, is healthy. And if, it's just because you want something to be a better outcome. We, we can't sacrifice integrity by lowering the bar so that we get some need met that might make us feel better temporarily by lowering the bar. Why allow someone to get away with, I say that loosely, why allow someone to be poorly behaved and do horrible, uh, you know, emotional things to someone or, or neglect them or abandon them emotionally or whatever it's like saying to a parent, like, we're going to, we're going to allow you to, you know, have less of an expectation on you to feed your children yeah. and to bathe them and clothe them because, you know, it's just really not working out for you. So we're going to lower the bar for you. Meanwhile, the yeah. outcome is that these people that they're raising are suffering. It's the same thing. So when she said, oh, well, you know, sometimes you have to like lower the bar and your expectations. And I'm like, well, well maybe you can change so i say you can modify some expectations at times because for some people they might be too high and they might you might be setting them up to fail however when it comes to kind of basic human niceties um compassion kindness love all those things there's no lowering the bar right. there's no lowering the expectation they either meet it or they don't and if you can't tolerate that they're not meeting it you have to figure out do you do you know and identify as a hopeaholic and you let go of the hope that they're ever going to change and you get accepting of, I want to stay in this like this, or you say, I'm out. A friend, and, a friend once told me about this funny, a person who might be a narcissist <laughs> said, you can't blame a pig for having a short neck. Mm. And it was something that stuck with me because it's not necessarily about lowering expectations for the other person. It's about not taking it personally and not letting it injure yourself. Right. And that's hard for people. It is hard because so much of ourself is in our responses from other people. Right. So much of ourself is uh, external. Right. Right. So when you run into somebody who's not particularly cautious about your self-image. Exactly. It can be tough, but it's you're in a much better place when you have that strength of self and that person, at least, or these people who challenge your sense of self. 
you don't take it so personally. Right. But it's, but it's hard. Yeah. And it's hard for people. It's hard to find people that don't take it personally when it comes to those kinds of things. Sure. Cause people, everybody has little damages. So people take it personally. So it's super hard to be like, whatever, no big deal because it's, it, it's not just a one and done, but it's, it's balance, isn't it? Over it's, and over. it's you emphasizing their image of you over your own image of you. Yes. And that, that, should never the, that balance should never lean towards the external right exactly right. yeah exactly and, and and but the problem is, is it does and then that's yeah. where part of the problem goes into that okay because so. that's parenting that's right you you grow up with your parents opinion of you right that's that's how you're reared being right. very conscious of your parents' opinions of you, your self worth is based on your parents' image of you right and then and, and right and if you're and if you're parents sell view or, or your perception of your parents view of you is poor or it is poor not even perception we just know it's poor yeah. or it has some things in it that are negative that is that sets you up for being incredibly vulnerable to the the pull of the damage and here's where the narcissists come in because yep. what the narcissist does is they put themselves in a position of your life that you think they think the world of you Mm -hmm. And you get some you get some comfort from that. Right. That this person adores me. This one's the one. This one is right. the soulmate. Right. And then they start going at you. Right. And, and then wait, what happens? Yeah, you're very vulnerable because right. this is a person who loved me and, and look now, what they think of me now. So what's wrong right. with me? How can they how can yeah. they have loved me for this long and now they treat me like this? Yep. Right. I must and then really they'll tell you that. that they still love you. Yeah. <laughs> it's very confusing. Yes. It's like a big cluster. But internalize your self-worth, internalize your peace, internalize, you know, it doesn't mean you don't deal with other people, but right. it's about managing your responses to their behaviors. Well, and and so that's to the point of top of the show with Chris Rock and, and, and uh, Will Smith is, is your, it's how do you respond, not react. Response is healthy, typically. So reaction comes out of emotion. Chris Rock's joke injured the self-worth of Will Smith. Yes. And it had nothing to do with that. Nope. It was nope. just all in Will's reaction. It's all in Will's reaction emotionally, what it stirred in him mm -hmm. and his wife's response or her reaction to him. And then it got it going. Yes. Yeah, so Chris Rock challenged his self-worth and then his reaction from his wife challenged his self-worth to the right. point of breakage. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, wow. See, you got it. Yeah, you got it. Uh, yep. You're right. Words don't hurt. Slaps do. <laughs> right. Well, slaps slaps go away <laughs> words stay hey oh well, unless they're on international tele live well, television exactly <laughs> yeah. right slaps go away but words stay um and that's one of, and that's one of those pieces that um people you know people talk about it but words yeah words hurt the the slap will stay with him but i think that the the commentaries and the things you know that people make uh stay yeah. with us a long time forever and ever and ever they damage us so anyway i'm i'm going to give a couple seconds before we start wrapping up the show because i have to talk about you know oh kristen just came on oh but words do hurt sometimes more than slaps well that's what i just said kristen yep. thank you for chiming in <laughs> more deeply and more profoundly often well because they they well they 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 linger with you yep they stay so that's why i said slaps hurt but words stay because they erode your self-image oh because they were they put they replay in the tape you can yeah. like walk away from a slap and you know like oh yeah i remember that and then yeah. it goes but then you have someone that you know you grew up and you're stupid or don't ever say you my effing blah 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 <laughs> blah 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 you know that's that's gonna live with me in my head you yeah. know and i wasn't even one of the recipient and it lasts with me because it's so provocative right yeah. so yes Kristen, to your point um so Moving over, right? Because mm -hmm. I am, I don't know, 18 days, 17 days away from right, yeah. the running of my eighth Boston Marathon for the 126th running of the Boston Marathon, all 26.2 miles of smiles. Uh, um, <laughs> and I'm still fundraising. And so two things, I am I still have um, some tickets left. Uh, I'm getting down to the wire of them, which is great because I've done very well with this. I still have some $40 tickets left to buy a chance at the giveaway of either your, if you are the big winner, you get to choose between a Peloton bike, a Peloton treadmill, excluding the mm -hmm. um, 
membership or $2,500 cash. Um, there will be a variety of other gift giveaways outside of that as well for people that have donated. In addition to that, I have a, um, I'm going to give it to you, Lou, to put up for us today. I have a very large board of giveaway items from the New England Patriots Foundation, mm. who is my charity. Nice. They're also giving away for anyone that gives me $50 or more. They get registered for, like, there's a, there's a list of stuff. Tickets, giveaway, like, stuff. Yep. Um, and then this weekend, just so you guys know, on Saturday the 2nd, if you are in the area of Bill Ricca, Massachusetts... <laughs> which is just near Boston, um, between nine and three uh, during the day. I will be outside of O'Connor Hardware. They've been kind enough. They're always a big support of my run and um, they support both financially and also um, in general. Um, but I will be doing some giveaways there. Um, if I have tickets left over from this giveaway, those will also be there to be sold. But I also mm -hmm. have signed items. I have um, a... Uh, an, a giveaway for stay a beautiful stay at the Inn on Golden Pond Ooh, up in New Hampshire nice. at Swan Lake yeah. um, that has been lovely donated. I have other gift items that will be going um, depend you know in a in a raffle type way that if you come up and see me, I'm going to be giving away free stuff, free food. So please uh, come on out to uh, see me and see New England Patriots gear and all my stuff that i'm going to be doing there's on no Saturday. tom brady stuff is there you what there's no tom brady stuff is there um not currently but um there are <laughs> there are other oh, things good. i don't have i don't currently have anything tom brady but that doesn't mean between now and then i won't oh i see okay so it's an accumulation of things over time that that i keep getting from from the Patriots and other sources that have given me donations. Um, and I will have a couple other miscellaneous things in there that I do have from other athletes. And, and I have something from Mickey Ward. I have something from uh, Bruins. I have something. For, so I have a variety of things. Nice. Um, I may have some tickets that I'll be able to give away. The Patriots Foundation is giving away three sets of tickets. If you are doing $50 or more towards me on mm -hmm that day um, and you go into their raffle. So regardless of that, Venmo me at Kim Lannon if you'd like to get a ticket or donate, or you can go to Give and Gain and all of the links are in the bottom of my screen, I believe, right? Yes. Yes, um, you can donate. Um, I'm trying to hit my $10,000 or more, which would be great because it will hopefully happen way before the marathon and marathon Monday is September. Oh boy. <laughs> it was September. Now it's April 18th. Hopefully we have good weather. I have a nice tailwind and my foot doesn't fall apart. I'm still struggling <sighs> with the foot. I'm still having problems with my yeah. foot, but we're working on it. All right. Anyway. And next week, join us Monday at let's say 1210 or 1215. We will be, yeah. we will be on next Monday live um, and thank you, Heather. Heather says that my hair looks fabulous. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> no, she's gonna point and that that out. made my morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but we will be around 12, 10 or 12, 15 on Monday, the 4th. Yep. We will be going live since we will be in Ireland just this week. Yes. Then. So you guys have a wonderful week. Do not be violent. If someone says something to you and you don't like it, do not go up and bitch slap them, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's the PSA of the day. All right, you guys have a great week and I will see you next week.